1: Hello and welcome to 1UP. We're finally back. Carl, how are you doing, my man? Not too bad. It's, it's definitely
0: been longer than, than I might have anticipated, but we we finally got, got back
1: on to, to get a show recorded, so that, that's what matters. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. I've got the uh is the wrong word, but the weird England game on in the background, which I imagine there'll be a bigger fallout afterwards with all the races and stuff but uh yes international break and all that jazz the footballs that shit me and carl decided we'd do this didn't we <laughs>
0: that's it exactly you know you got to do something to pass the time when there's absolutely. no Liverpool to discuss
1: absolutely we make this promise every pod but hopefully we'll be more regular from now on um but I think in the last one we did promise the next one would either be Final Fantasy VII or The Witcher. We lied. It's not going to be. <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a warm up show before we get into one of them beloved titles. Whenever we do the next one, um, <clears throat> so Carl, as we do, uh, we always do start with the news. But uh, just for what we're covering this, one, we're going to talk about the upcoming titles. Um, that are coming out in uh, pretty much before Christmas, but there's a few games, there and we're just gonna we're gonna go through them and probably talk about how weird Death Stranding looks for about half an hour. Um, but Carl, the news—what is happening since we've been away? Yeah, so we have three
0: stories today, and the first one fitting for our show, our, our favorite topic which is uh, the, the battle royale genre and, and particularly the king of that genre, Fortnite. Um, our first story, Fortnite leak appears to confirm new map and rebrand as Fortnite Chapter 2. And this one comes from Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer. And Tom writes, Fortnite's next season will reband the game as Fortnite Chapter 2, a new leak suggests. And as expected, the game will be set across a shiny new map. This is all based on a leaked piece of artwork visible on the Italian version of the iOS App Store, reported by numerous fans on Twitter and Reddit. The images are first glimpse at the game's new look. The artwork shows three of Fortnite's default characters in fresh clothing, staring out across a new landscape. There's a river with boats, the game's first aquatic vehicle, and new locations. But there are also a few things here which look familiar. The city area to the right of the image looks very tilted-esque and the pink patterns on the grass in the middle ground look a lot like those around the current map's monster skeleton. Fortnite fans have long been expecting a new map and a previous leak pointed to 13 new named places coming as part of the next season. So is this a new map, a new island, or the same island resurfaced from a different timeline? You'll just have to watch Fortnite's the end live event this Sunday. It kicks off at 7 p.m. UK time. This way, this next live event is set up, has pointed to things being very different this time around. Live events usually take place a day or two before the actual end of season, and afterwards, play simply continues. Instead, this event is scheduled to directly precede the moment Epic switches its servers off, takes the game down, and patches in the following season's files and Battle Pass. And you can read the full story over in Eurogamer. Of course, that live event is actually going on, and I, I think, you know, I, I haven't really been following it, but I gather <laughs> that it's it's been running for hours upon hours since yesterday.
1: Yeah, it, it it's you- it's still going now. It it's literally just a picture of a black hole, seemingly. I have no idea what happened at the end of the last season because I haven't played Fortnite. ooh God, must be coming close to a year now, probably longer. People got too good at Fortnite. It's <laughs> pretty much what, why I stopped playing that. But no, it, yeah, it's seemingly been going on. I'm just trying to. I'm I'm worried that it'll end whilst we're on uh, on on air, but uh, it looks like it's still just in the black hole at the minute. But yeah, Fortnite two chapter two, whatever the hell. If I don't know how popular it is anymore, because there was that bit where there was that month where Apex Legends was the best one. Well, it really, wasn't. Um, Probably the big question is: do, do you think battle royals are are almost a fading thing? That was very well, That was very badly put. <laughs>
0: um, no, no, I I certainly get where you're coming from. Um, I think there's really way two ways of looking at it. I, I think the trend is is possibly dying out. You know, there was a time where it seems every every week a new battle royale game was was launching and a lot of them were were failing um, before they really um, got any kind of player base because simply there just wasn't the players available to them. I mean, I, I remember um, Cliffy B, um, his studio, remember, brought out the, uh, I think it was Radical, oh, I'm going to have to Google that, but, um, I remember like it literally the service got cancelled before I ever radical heights. That was it. It was kind of a very kind of neon kind of looking um battle royale game and and kind of the game was only around for a few weeks before it was gone and i remember there was another um game we covered on the news one one week uh where literally they it was a sequel to another battle royale game and like it came out and it was broken and barely anyone played it and then they decided to pull the plug on it and just focus on patching the original game instead and the original game had only come out about six months previous. Like it was I just remember crazy that, the, yeah, yeah the, the, the total oversaturation. And I think we've seen that slow down because people have realised there's there's a big player base for these games, but those players are generally loyal to what they play. You know, we obviously there was PUBG first. A lot of PUBG players then obviously transitioned over to Fortnite. Um, some then possibly. Kind of the older audience may have since transitioned over to Apex Legends, but you kind of have Apex Legends as its audience now, and PUBG will still have its audience, and then Fortnite has you know the vast majority of the audience, especially that younger audience, and they're there to stay. They're they're not going to really move on to new games, um, so I think it's smart for these companies kind of maybe to to stop focusing on, on Battle Royale and, and just kind of accept that they've probably been outgunned in that sense by Epic and and, and focus on other things. Um, but obviously, you know, Fortnite wasn't going to have the the staying power forever. And although they they released these new game modes and such like the the building, the creation mode and that kind of thing. Probably was overdue a new map, so that this news makes sense. I mean, how many maps does PUBG have now? Is it three, four?
1: Um, Russia, Desert, Ice, Forest? I think it's four.
0: Four, yeah, so, um, it it makes a lot of sense that, that that, uh, Fortnite would would finally release something new now i wonder if it'll replace the existing map or if you'll get the choice of playing either or maybe they'll have like a classic mode to play in the old map and something else to play in the new map but you know obviously we'll have to wait and see when this this crazy live event finally ends but um i think it's a smart move on epic because you know nothing you know, he, he, there's been games in the past, and, and we've thought, oh, this this is going to be huge forever, and then something comes along and usurps it, or or people get bored, or or something on those lines. So, I think it's a smart move from Epic to to finally have something new in the in the works, even if by the sounds of it, it's not going to be a a full departure from the previous map, but it, it seems it's going to freshen things up somewhat. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it, as you said, it's probably overdue if anything I know the update the map with like blowing shit up in, in the actual seasons but there's, there's only so much you can do in that and you, you can't really keep blowing up the same place and stuff like that um, I might give it a go when it comes out maybe once or twice but ultimately I know Fortnite's going to piss me off because you got them you got the kids with the John Wick skin who can make a castle in three seconds and I can't deal with that shit
0: yeah, no, it's it's funny you said that earlier about the difficulty because we were only actually I was at a friend's and his little nephew came in and was talking about Fortnite and as my friend turned I just said Fortnite's too hard like and he's a really good gamer like the, this mm. guy was once probably the best if not one of the best Gears of War players in the in the British Isles like between Ireland and and the UK like he was right up there on the leaderboards and, and he finds fortnite too hard um at least he can kill people i can't kill people I, i'm not sure i've ever killed anyone on fortnite maybe like downed one or two people but Never <laughs> killed someone. so that'll tell you like I, i'm just so bad at it because i liked apex legends when it came out because i could actually get a few kills um but yeah no it's 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 not really for me Fortnite. but it, it can be a laugh if you get a few friends on to I can play a few games, but kind of then it reaches its limits, and then I'll I'll have to go play something else. But like yourself, I I probably I'll be curious about this new map, so I'll probably pull a few friends on and and mess around with it, especially because I'm I'm sure inevitably, you know, as as we start to do more regular shows, we'll we'll be covering a lot of Fortnite again because it'll be top of the gaming news as yeah. always.
1: It's where we'll have to play it to get bullied by ten-year-olds. <laughs> That's, uh, That's it. uh, it's what we do. It's what we do for the. It's what we do for the podcast. People appreciate it. We play it so you don't have to. Um, next news story, a bit sourer in the world of gaming. How about we ex- we explain this one? This will be a bit of a, a sensitive one, I suppose.
0: Yes, so um, we'll jump into the story and then give it a bit of a a background. Um, So, Blizzard breaks silence on Hong Kong Hearthstone controversy, reduces punishment of banned player, and this comes from Nicole Carpenter over the Polygon. Blizzard Entertainment is shortening its suspension of Hearthstone player Chung Blitch Chung NGY, to six months, Blizzard president J. Allen Brack announced tonight. The developer will no longer strip Chung of his earnings and both fired casters will have their suspensions reduced to six months too. The Irvine-based developer has been under intense scrutiny, including internal criticism from staff after it suspended Chung on October 8th for expressing support for ongoing protests in Hong Kong during a Hearthstone broadcast. Brock said in a statement that Chung broke the rules by using his interview to, quote, make a statement about the city he added that chung's views were quote not a factor end quote in its decision quote i want to be clear our relationships in china had no influence on our decision end quote he wrote he continued quote if this had been the opposing viewpoint delivered in the same divisive and deliberate way we would have felt and acted the same end quote here's an excerpt of Brack's statement Quote, over the past few days, many players, casters, esports fans and employees have expressed concerns about how we determine the penalties. We've had a chance to pause, to listen to our community and to reflect on what we could have done better. In hindsight, our process wasn't adequate and we reacted too quickly. We want to ensure that we maintain a safe and inclusive environment for all of our players and that our rules and processes are clear. All of this is... In service of another important Blizzard value, play nice, play fair. In the tournament itself, Blitzchung, quote, played fair. We now believe he should receive his prizing. We understand that for some this is not about the prize and perhaps for others it is disrespectful to even discuss it. That is not our intention, end quote. Chung's initial suspension came after winning a Hearthstone Grandmasters match against South Korean player Jang Don Hyun Jae on October 6th. In his post-game interview, Chung appeared on stream wearing a gas mask and shouted, quote, liberate Hong Kong, revolution of our time, end quote. The broadcast quickly cut away from the interview and Blizzard later pulled the video offline. On October 8th, it announced its decision to suspend Chung, strip him of his prize winnings and to fire two Taiwanese casters that hosted the interview. Following the suspension, chung Tao Polygon, he knew there would be, quote, negative consequences, end quote, but that he wanted to, quote, contribute to the protest Hong Kong is having right now, end quote. Critics accused Blizzard of folding to Chinese interests, whether that's Chinese media company Tencent's 4.9% stake in Activision Blizzard, which is worth around $2.5 billion, according to the financial website The Motley Fool or its desire to capitalize on the large Chinese gaming market. Multiple Hearthstone casters stepped down from their positions in solidarity with Chung, noting that the punishment was too harsh. A collegiate Hearthstone team team from American University in Washington, D.C. held up a Free Free Hong Kong Boycott Blizz sign on an official broadcast. In the days following, Blizzard faced criticism from across the globe as consumers posted pictures of themselves uninstalling Blizzard games and cancelling World of Warcraft subscriptions, Others took to Photoshop to turn Chinese Overwatch hero May into a symbol of the Hong Kong protests in an effort to get Blizzard banned in China. At the Blizzard campus in near Irvine, California, employees cover plaques inscribed with the company's values, particularly, quote, Think Globally, end quote, and, quote, Every Voice Matters, end quote, in protest of Blizzard's response. Brack addressed these company values in his message to the community, noting that Blizzard actions were, quote, causing people to question, end quote, if it was committed to its values. Brack said Blizzard, quote, absolutely is, quote, committed to its values. And you can read the full story over on Polygon. So obviously people are are probably, most people are probably aware of the ongoings in uh, Hong Kong and, and kind of the the intensity of the protests there and and the government reactions to it and i mean you know it's it's going to be inevitable that, that people particularly of kind of a hong kong background are, are going to be kind of speaking out on that and i mean it seems chung in this case just used the the platform he has as a as an influencer and as a a professional esports player to to kind of make that statement and obviously blizzard's rules seem to to kind of prevent that or at least that's the the angle they're they're taking um i mean they they initially banned them for a year and fired the the two casters outright which i'm still a bit baffled as to why the casters were punished at all i mean i know i didn't watch the 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 interview i I didn't get a chance to i don't know if you did but i I read that the caster seemed to like duck, you know, as if they knew it was coming, what he was going to do, so that that it was kind of, he cleared it with them beforehand. But regardless, I'm I'm not really sure it's their place to tell him what he can or can't say in in that sense, because it it goes against free speech at the end of the day. I mean, for me, I I don't know how a a rule can kind of overrule the the kind of human rights to to free speech. I mean, what do you think?
1: um, yeah, it's obviously a very difficult situation. I mean, you can see why they've banned him, but to make a political statement on on that platform, the kind of, I suppose they've got the hands tied. But obviously, with the volatile situation in Hong Kong, maybe you could have waited a bit. <laughs> um, like, I'm not feeling sympathy for Blizzard or anything because. If what they say is true, that the the hands are tied in terms of their protocols and stuff like that. But I mean, if anyone watches South Park, there's a one of the new episodes is, is about um, breaking into the Chinese market, and that that kind of covers it brilliantly. Like South Park's kind of gone from random crap to pretty much political satire, hasn't it? In the later series, and it kind of covers it perfectly. Um, but no, it, it's uh, it's not a good look for Blizzard, cause. I mean, I follow a few things on Overwatch because I started playing that again, and it, it it is seemingly putting people off, and and that that's not even with me like delving into like Reddit and stuff like that, where I imagine it'll turn it up to eleven. So I think they've obviously just handled this handled this quite poorly, which tends to happen more and more now, and I, like. I said the hands are tied, but you could have handled it a lot better um but i don't obviously we don't want to get too political, but whatever's going on in Hong kong it's obviously it's been going on for a while, and this is probably the probably the biggest medium um in in Asia I'd imagine in terms of video games and stuff like that. So why why wouldn't someone take that opportunity to use that to help, well, support the protesters or whatever? I mean, if someone else, someone else may have had a, a pro-China thing planned or whatever. But yeah, why why wouldn't you use that stage? Because it is probably one of the biggest stages in, in that part of the world.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you, you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, uh, South Park did a, a great job of kind of covering the 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 topic of kind of Chinese influences on, on kind of Western industry and, and on uh, media in particular and censorship and that kind of thing. And Sarah Park ended up getting banned in China as a result, but it's nice that they've kind of taken that stand. Um, I mean, for me, I'll always kind of have the the point of view that uh, peaceful protests should, should be allowed in all circumstances. And indeed that um you know that free speech should be allowed in all circumstances so um you know i i don't exactly agree with this now i know some people might say that maybe not all the protesting has been peaceful but then it's it's almost a chicken and an egg situation here you know who who uh mm-hmm. kind of acted Kind of out of beyond their constraints first, but needless, I think clearly with some of the we don't we're not a political podcast, so we don't we don't want to go too much into it. But let's say some some boundaries have, have certainly been overstepped on the uh, on the the government side. I've, I've probably ended up with now. I'm, I'm sorry, gags AI. will probably be banned in, in China now. You know that's that's that market cut for you. But um, yeah, no, I don't want to delve too much into a joke. Aside, but um, certainly, you know, I, uh, my point of view, you know, I'm not not speaking on behalf of the of guy or, or indeed the, the the show as a whole, but it would be that I would support Jong in in speaking out, and I do think, regardless of whether it goes against Blizzard rules or not, they definitely acted too harshly, and you know, that I think why this is topical, you know, on a, another um, kind of side of things would be you know blizzard's future we obviously we had last year the the awful showing at blizzcon where you know they we thought we were going to get diablo 4 and we just got this diablo mobile game and inevitably at the next blizzcon we were expecting to get diablo 4 but i wonder now what how such an announcement would be taken that blizzard are being seen in such a negative light and it's funny you mentioned going back to overwatch i had actually been you know, was prepared to go back and start playing Overwatch again because i have been talking about it to someone. But then when this news broke, it, it entirely put me off that idea because, you know, I, I, it, it would feel almost marred to, to be playing a Blizzard game at the moment. So, you know, softening the, the bans is one thing, but I, I think they, they need to go farther than this. I, I'm, I'm not sure... Kind of, they, they've done enough here, really, for me. I, I don't know what you think on, on that in that sense.
1: No, nah, they're obviously, oh god, I don't, <laughs> you joke about it, but I don't want to get banned in China. <laughs> um, yeah. oh god, um, yeah, it's uh, it's not great, is it? That's the ultimate thing, you gotta, you gotta point out there, but anyway, we'll, we'll move on, just watch that South Park episode, it's what. I imagine we both think <laughs> um, on to actual more topical news for us too. Um PS5 is probably it's not I wouldn't say it's been released or announced but we we know we knew, we've been confirmed what we already knew and it's coming out next year. Yeah, so our,
0: our final story, um, but obviously um, not the, the 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 least impactful story, of course, uh, would be uh, Sony confirms PS5 is indeed called PS5, and it's out Christmas twenty. 20- And this comes from Wesley Yin pool over at Eurogamer. And Wesley writes, Sony has confirmed a few details about the PlayStation 5, including the fact it's called PlayStation 5. The company has also announced a Christmas 2020 release window for PS5, Quote, these updates may not be a huge surprise, but we wanted to confirm them for our PlayStation fans as we start to reveal additional details about our vision for the next generation, end quote, Sony said in a PlayStation blog post. There's a preview of the new controller that comes with the PS5 too. Two new features include haptic feedback to replace the rumble tech in the current DualShock. Quote, with haptics, you truly feel a broader range of feedback, so crashing into a wall in a race car feels much different than making a tackle on a ball field, end quote, Sony said. Quote, you can even get a sense for a variety of textures when running through fields of grass or plodding through mud, end quote. The controller has also got adaptive triggers incorporated into the triggers trigger buttons L2 and R2. Quote, developers can program the resistance of the triggers so that you feel the tactile sensation of drawing a bow, an arrow, or accelerating an off-road vehicle through rocky terrain, end quote, Sony said. Quote, in combination with the haptics, this can provide produce a powerful experience that better simulates various actions. Game creators have started to receive early versions of the new controller and we can't wait to see where their imagination goes with these new features at their disposal, end quote. Sony signed off its blog post by pointing to upcoming PS4 exclusives Death Stranding, The Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima, Will all three be cross-gen titles? And you can get the full story over on Eurogamer. So, yeah, as, as you indicated, guys, and as the story itself indicated, it's not really any surprise. We knew it was going to be coming holiday 2020. We knew it was most likely going to be called PlayStation 5 because Sony aren't as inventive with their names as, as Xbox and Nintendo tend to be. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of these features, we probably had an idea, were going to be in there you know that this doesn't sound too often to the the hd rumble on the um the switch but uh you know it's it's kind of a thing it'll, it'll be neat but i'm not sure it's going to be the kind of thing that will sell consoles um i suppose what will sell consoles at the end of the day is the games and you know i suppose maybe it being the best place to play the last of us 2 and ghost of tsushima and to a lesser extent dead stranding we'll touch on that. To talk about later <laughs> um it will probably be uh somewhat of a reason when it comes to to, to kind of the games um i mean well, what do you think of this announcement or non-announcement
1: um yeah it's what we knew um i don't fully understand the stuff about the controller so it's probably best if you explain to me what a rumble strip is (laughs) that's whatever it was um but no i mean obviously people have their own favorites and stuff like that but i think it's probably agreed upon that xbox has a better controller i know people like the dualshock 4 but if i remember correctly isn't that because the dualshock 3 was fucking awful I might be wrong in that, and Neil will probably shout. He won't listen to this anyway, but he'll probably shout at me if I ever, if he ever heard this.
0: Yeah, I think the original DualShock Three wasn't the best, the, well, no, the, well the DualShock Three was was good, but the the six axis wasn't great in my experience. But um, I mean, uh, the PS3 controller as a whole, it was it was okay. Um, and it was pretty much very similar to a PS2 controller, and then obviously a PS1 Mm. controller before it. Um, But the Xbox 360 controller, like, destroyed it. Mm -hmm. And the Xbox One controller is is even better than the Xbox 360. But the PS4 was definitely a massive improvement over the previous controllers, and I'm sure the PS5 controller will be again. But, you know, obviously, as we as things stand Microsoft are the king of the controllers so um it it will be interesting to see how Sony kind of tried to further combat that with this new controller and you know as I said this this technology is neat I mean I know they did another kind of extended exclusive with Wired just like they did when Mark Cerny did that interview a few months ago where kind of the idea of a next-generation Sony console was confirmed, um, and they did talk about the controller. I think one example they gave was um, that, say, in a car racing game, if like you go off, like half your car goes off track, and mm. then the other half is on track, you're gonna feel a difference in the feedback on the two sides of the controller. Ah. Um, so that that is, is one example, and of course, the other one is like the bow. So like if you're pulling back an arrow and you're pulling on the trigger to do so, you know you're going to feel that resistance, you know, in your finger to, to as you would probably get similar resistance in a bowstring when you're pulling it back. So as I said, I think neat is the best adjective to describe this feature. With I, it's for me personally, it's not going to sell me on games. And I, maybe you know I, I could, don't speak for everyone, but I'd use the example of comparing it to the HD Rumble in in the Switch. A lot of people thought that was neat, but I don't think it's really sold the switch, and so much so that there's a lot of newer games for the Switch that aren't really making use what, of that, what that was feature. That?
1: Like this shows how much I've used my Switch. What what was that? It's it, it's the same kind of thing
0: as this. Like you, you kind of things that happen in game, you get kind of a feedback to it um, in the controller's rumble. But it, it goes beyond. You know, obviously, back in the day when when um, kind of rumble first became a thing it was as simple as if your car crashed the controller would mm-hmm. would shake or, or if you got shot or something and to be honest it was just a nuisance to me because it just it was just this violent shaking every time
1: vibration just, straight exactly. up
0: <laughs> we, we've slowly seen kind of this technology evolve kind of generation to generation to to where kind of the feedback makes sense for for what's happening in game and and sometimes it goes beyond that obviously with the ps4 you had some kind of cool kind of like kind of audio features with the controller mm. like it's some in-game
1: things would come out of the
0: did speaker in um, the.
1: sorry did that um did you did you find that like you because i've only played on the, my playstation for free games and the only thing i can think of they used it in horizon zero dawn just when you open the map and it was a bit annoying yeah
0: um, i mean it's it, like some games don't use it in a in kind of an effective way i remember like for example like max Payne, that sticks out not max Payne, sorry um mad max because there's a game obviously that lasted about 50 hours that i played through completion like and there was just certain sounds in the game would come through the controller and it 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 just it just got annoying (laughs) eventually because it'd be like your controller so close to you just loud noises coming out of it Um, but I know there's a few games, that, for example, like survival horror games that use it kind of for jump scare Mm. reasons. And that's brilliant. Oh, that'd be
1: going straight off.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and I I think you could do that similarly with, you know, kind of, it'd be even better if you're combining it with such a a sensitive uh, kind of, Rumble feature, like you, you can imagine, if like you're playing a survival horror game, and something like grabs onto your arm or like onto your character, and you, you kind of get that feeling with the way the controller's moving, and you know it, it, it could be, it, it could be, as I said, I, I think it's a neat feature, and I, I think it, in certain games it could be really useful, but I, I just don't think it's going to sell a console. But at no. the same time, I. I don't think there's gonna be this one killer feature in these consoles that's gonna to, gonna to sell them, you know, because everything we're seeing with mm. these consoles we've seen before. You know, you've got like the solid state drive for like faster loading, but obviously PC gamers will be telling you they've had that for the last five to ten years. Similar like ray tracing, there's like people with big PC rigs that probably are that likely have ray tracing in their their like PCs that are capable of ray tracing already um so i don't think these features as a whole are gone. like any one single feature will sell the console, but it's a combination of having them all together coupled with the games you know the killer apps that i think are, are going to move the, the the ps5 and indeed the xbox scarlet whenever we finally find out we'll find out what that's actually called if it's actually um, called
1: xbox scarlet that's so shit <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it's not a great name but yeah. um like I think I think that I think that's that's what we gotta need really need to wait for those those killer apps and you know again the last of us two goes to Shima, this would be the best place to play them, but you can still play them on PS4. So I think we really gotta see those those games that are exclusive to next gen and mm-hmm. you know, just the specific next gen consoles before the the excitement will probably hit the, the wider gamer base because I, I don't as much mm-hmm. as people talk about graphics and stuff uh, and again it's not a massive jump in, in graphic fidelity to these consoles I, I, I never think it's it's quite the selling point it's always going to be that game that the first game that comes yeah. out that makes people people make that jump I mean will, will you be a day one adopter of the, the next gen consoles or, oh, or does time. that remain to be seen?
1: Oh no no I'm, I'll, I'll be an absolute little Xbox fanboy first uh <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just going to call it Xbox 2, even though it's the fourth console. (laughs) Um, But we'll go with it. Um, Yeah, it's... um, I think you're dead on. I don't think the features that they've talked about... I mean, the controllers... Controllers do dictate, I suppose, a bit where where you play. But, like, a lot of people went from PlayStation 2 to Xbox 360 and then Xbox 360 to PS4, didn't they? So, maybe it's just me who's a little bit of a gimp about controllers and gets annoyed about the symmetrical joysticks and stuff. I mean, I played um, God of War and Spider-Man, all right? I mean, just maybe the force of it that was putting me off, but um, I think maybe people pass... Well, people have the favourite controller all the time, but maybe it's just less of an issue to most people now because i like uh, with get with the with the controller i think you'd probably feel it more in a game like i don't know call of duty or even fifa where it's like something that you're so used to like well you obviously made that jump uh d- did you ever have a an issue transitioning 360 to playstation or back to playstation
0: no not really um I think it was very strange when I went from 360 to the PS3 because, you know, there there was kind of a big difference there and it was definitely the PS3 controller seemed inferior to it and obviously it had been a long time before I'd regularly played a PS2 I mean I picked up my PS2 again the odd time to play like a a JRPG or or something like that but it was rare so kind of picking up that controller to play The Last of Us which was kind of the the reason I bought my my PS3 it was a very strange experience but I think then because the PS4 was such a better controller and also because I had that kind of moment with the PS3 kind of when I got my PS4 and was playing Destiny it wasn't that strange to me like even playing a, an FPS that I'd spent so many years playing on the 360 and then obviously when I switched back to the Xbox 1 and and kind of when I picked that up again it, it just didn't seem that that strange but I I do admit that initial switch from from playing the 360 all the time to playing the PS3 that that was pretty pretty unnerving to start like it was it was very hard to get the grips with the controller
1: yeah yeah that's probably what i had at first like i think it was spider-man i went first back to and I actually give it a try because i kind of give up on horizon zero dawn quite quickly um but um yeah spider-man it was once i got used to it it was fine but the first you're like why aren't you swinging you prick <laughs> <laughs> it was stuff like that but uh no i think people will have the favorite but maybe it's less of a um a deciding factor, anyway. But whilst we're on the topic, I mean, you we've named a few games there that, are, well, not launched for, for PS five, but will be available on PS five. We presume, uh, maybe Ghost of Tsushima will be the big um, launch title. Is the what? What do we expect? The first deciding one to be Go, God of War two, or is there anything else I'm forgetting?
0: Yeah, so I mean we. we in terms of like, I don't think there's much confirmed yet beyond those games, but we do have kind of indications from what's been said uh, by studios as well as a, a kind of leaks that um, it, it seems got there is some a God of War follow up in development. Um, there's also a Horizon Zero Dawn follow up in development, and um, I'm not sure if it's been confirmed by anyone else yet, but I know Colin Moriarty, who'd have links to to Naughty Dog and to the wider PlayStation world, indicated on his podcast, Sacred Symbols, that there was an Uncharted game in the works, but it's not being developed by Naughty Dog. And we don't know how early on that Hmm. is, but I'm sure it'll come sometime in the, the PS5's life cycle. Um,
1: wasn't there a, a rumor? I don't know what I can't remember what they're called. Did the people who make the Shadow of the Colossus, I think they're rumored to be making something. I may have read that wrong. I can't remember what they're Blue, called.
0: Blue uh, Blue Point is that the, the yeah all the adaptations. Yeah. yeah, there is. There's been rumors for a while that they're working on kind of an original game. But we haven't really seen anything on it as yet. Um and I, I don't even know is it is it a PlayStation exclusive? I know they can have a bit I of a, a bit so. of a partnership going with PlayStation, but um I'll have a look there to see if there's anything. But um yeah, it's it's I mean I'd get you see, I I for Ghost of Tsushima, I'm I'm quite excited about it. And mm, I'm You know, by I that I, I have a lot of faith in the developer, but at the same time, generally when it comes to exclusives for consoles, like, you know, launch exclusives, okay, Nintendo are a rule upon themselves. Obviously, they have a lot of prior kind of success with, you know, some of their biggest games tend to be launch exclusives. Mm-hmm. But with PlayStation and Xbox, I struggle for a launch exclusive. That was a real system seller. I mean, like you think of um PlayStation 4, you had like, um, Killzone Shadowfall was a knack. You know, neither of them were, like, Shadowfall was a solid game, but it wasn't a system seller. Xbox had, like, Rise. And...
1: I loved Rise, even though it was a bit shit. <laughs> yeah, I finished Rise.
0: It's, it's, it's playable, it's short. It's, it's I was going to okay, say, you finished
1: it's... it because it was six hours long. <laughs> I'm trying to think, what
0: else was an Xbox?
1: Oh, man, like, let's not, can... let's not go down but, that you know, path. <laughs> and
0: then even you think back to the re- Xbox 360, there was a like, mm. project, Dark Zero and there was uh, Cameo. There were decent games, but the last, they, they the best ones probably. Sellers.
1: The best ones probably Halo on the original Xbox. <laughs> let's, let's be yeah, honest. Been,
0: exactly. Like there's not much of it. Yeah, you're right. Actually, you're on the button there. Yeah, it's an unannounced, an unannounced PlayStation Five title. Blue Point they are working on, so we'll we'll wait and see what that is. But so. It, it's weird with that point, as I said. I want to believe that Ghost Shima will be a great game and a system seller, but then at the same time, just the the past history of kind of launch exclusives not being system sellers kind of sticks in the back of your mind. So it, it's difficult to say. But um, Pro- based promises the games for Halo Kynan, Five. <laughs> yeah. Six, six, yeah, six. I, I'm I'm gonna say that for for PlayStation anyway that. Probably the first game I'd back as being a system seller that I'm expecting to come out early enough in the life cycle, probably be Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, that obviously won, I think that won Game of the Year, or was that one of the Zelda years? I can't really remember. Um, Zelda won that year. But it, it, was, it, it yeah. got
0: a lot of nominations. Yeah. It, was, it was up there. It was just unlucky that Mario and Zelda came in the same yeah, year. I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, then you had RDR and Gods of War, God of War the year after all. Yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. Great. But anyway. Yeah, so, it's hard to choose. Cyberpunk's winning next year, let's be honest. Um, did, did, oh, no, no. Last of Us is out fuck yes. <laughs> yeah it's, it's gonna, gonna, be gonna be another year it's ahead, gonna be go another ahead. year no? um but yeah it'll be interesting but we'll obviously talk about um launch well it'll probably be e3 when we get to more stuff isn't it about um launch titles and stuff like that i suppose um but yeah shall we move on to our topic carl of games coming out in the coming months
0: yeah, and the, the the more immediate future, there's there's obviously some games to to look forward to. Um, it's not quite as stacked as the couple of years we've we've been talking about mm. there, but I, I think I think that's good in a sense because it lets you kind of focus in on what you really want to play instead of feeling you have to be be pulled from for one AAA title to another to the next. Um, what's what's kind of you know, I think maybe we should do this kind of chronologically and, and just kind of pick on the games and you know, as as they they come over the next few months that that interest us. I mean, what's what's first on your list, guy?
1: Um. Well, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll start with the games that have kind of came out recently, um, because that probably makes more sense. Gears came out the start of the, no start. Of, I think it was start of September. It came September. Out. Yeah. Yeah. So that I've not finished that yet, but it, it 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 reminds me of a Gears game more than Ford did, which is obviously good. Um, so I will finish that and hopefully report back. I've probably said that a million times on this podcast uh, about various games. Um, but yeah, Gears 5, very good. If you've got Game Pass, go play that. Um, Borderlands came out, and it's Borderlands. It's very fun. Um, the only problem with Borderlands is you get overpowered when you're playing with mates, and the end of the game is a piece of piss. uh. <laughs> Then we're on to FIFA and stuff, and we don't need to talk about that, because it's FIFA, and the gameplay is bad, but it's FIFA, so it's somewhat fun, if not annoying. Um, But yeah, in terms of games coming out, um, we'll start in October, I mean, a couple are already out on, I'm using IGN's list, Uh, Ghost Recon, Breakpoint's got really bad reviews shadow key destiny 2 shadow keeps came out people seem to like that which will be interesting but in terms of ones that are coming out um i mean there's two games coming out on the same day in october which is fucking annoying um but for me the first one i'll have to look because it's there alphabetically first it's it's the next cod i've played the beta i didn't enjoy the beta but the single players got capped in price and I will turn into a little fanboy again.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't actually play get around to playing the beta myself. I mean, what was what, what kind of didn't sit well with you when it came to the beta?
1: Um, well, I, I think I used this anecdote um, or comparison before we started recording. If people remember when, I think it was Advanced Warfare that came out and they kind of stole stuff from Titanfall and tried to make a futuristic game with wall riding and all that shit and just didn't do it anywhere near as well as as Titanfall did in the beta I got a very battlefield knockoff feeling to it like the interactive map which is fine but you've kind of got different loadouts but you don't the thing is you've got loads of different loadouts and stuff like this. this is the first time in ages on a COD game I've enjoyed sniping but on a battlefield game, if you've got a sniper class, you get different perks and shit that help you become a sniper. You've got medics where you can pick people up. On this, it's literally like, okay, this is ground war. There's a million people here. You've got no special abilities. Just go fucking run headfirst at each other and die. And it it obviously has all the conquest stuff where you you grab um, uh, checkpoints and stuff like that. But without the without the characters and stuff, it just feels like a really rushed and unthought through knockoff of Battlefield, and I don't really enjoy it. And I don't know if it was just the maps they picked on on the beta because Ground was its own entity now. Like I think it was, I think it's fifty feet, fifty. I'm not sure if that's actually right. But when I was doing the normal stuff, the team, the team deathmatch and stuff. Do you remember back in? Cod four, five, and six, or Modern Warfare one, World War, however you say it. Remember them? The maps were so unique. Yeah. And in the in the newer, new newer cods, it's about it's always the it's always the same free lane shite, isn't it? This was again free, like just a free lane stereo, or formulaic map, and it I just don't like that. It feels to me like a game. Because obviously <clears throat> they've, they've got their cycles where they get, I think it was three years to make a game now, wasn't it, between the three? Now it's gone back to two studios, so maybe people will be a r- bit rushed more. But if 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 that if they were the hand-picked maps, that's a bad sign for me, because surely you'd pick your best what they'd perceive to be the best maps. And if they were the best maps, I don't think I'm going to enjoy online. Like, I'm an angry man, but that game brought, like, younger versions of me being an absolute little bitch boy <laughs> um so yeah i'm i'm cautiously optimistic but the single player will be definitely fun i think playstation are getting a year long exclusive on one of the game modes which doesn't sound too clever So you know, a new cod will be out next year <laughs> um but uh yeah it's i'm very much looking forward to it but i'm very cautious about the online i'll give it a go but if it just pisses me off i'll just enjoy the campaign i mean i'm not paying for it so happy days <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's one way of looking at it yeah that 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 was it um an interesting point actually that that uh sony have an exclusive on uh one of the sub game modes of spec ops uh true for until October of next year um, and there was a bit of a backlash to that and, and people calling for people to boycott COD and I think they kind of funny because it was like a, I'd say Spec Ops is probably going to be the least played mode of all the modes because it's kind of like the co-op kind of challenge type thing and um, I don't see ma- as many people playing that like let's be honest the majority of people are going to play the multiplayer and then there'll be people who play the single player and then There'll be very few people who mess around with spec ops. It's, it's not quite a zombie mode, but um yep, still it's 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 amusing nonetheless. Um but uh yeah, no, I'm 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 looking forward to, to caught as well. It was also the first game on my list. Um but I'm probably gonna wait a while because simply put, I won't really play the multiplayer. I'd I'd probably try it for a day or two mm-hmm. and then just, just bail on it, but I'm really excited about the single player because, you know, I used to be someone who played through the campaign of every COD, but the ones that particularly interested me were the Infinity Ward ones. I loved Call Call of Duty Two, I loved uh Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare Two and, and Modern Warfare Three. And so I didn't play Ghosts actually. It's been that kind of a really good list.
1: Had a good campaign though.
0: Yeah, so I must get around to that. But um Modern Warfare three with Captain Price back, and and what I've read about it with the whole the gritty feel they're going for, and the, the fact that, you know, it's 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 going to be kind of step on boundaries a lot and that kind of thing that that kind of that that excites me that interests me so you know this would be one i'll definitely pick up eventually and and probably play through the the campaign in a few days as is always the way i like to approach the the um call of duty games um in, in terms of their campaign um so i am looking forward to that one but you know kind of the feedback on the the multiplayer which you know, I've seen, I've seen some negative kind of takes on it. Isn't really going to bother me. It's, mm-hmm. it's not going to affect my decision to buy this game or not because it's the the multiplayer is just kind of secondary to me. It's just kind of something to mess around with. So um, I suppose we'll, we'll see what the, the reviews are like because they'll probably be dropping next week. So mm, we'll, we'll get to see them. Imagine, um, imagine
1: all the, the usual 9.5 from everyone. <laughs> even, yeah. Even though they've been pretty bad <laughs> the last Eight just, years? Just, just copy and paste. Yeah, the yeah. review
0: from last year. It's this
1: fun. is Pod Black Ops. <laughs> there we go. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, anything tickle your fancy in the coming? Yeah. Week? So
0: you mentioned that there's two games out the, that day, and I'm going to assume the other game interesting you is also the other game interesting me, and that would be the Outer Worlds from Obsidian. No uh, medieval. <laughs> <laughs> is it? no
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. actually, yeah, i, did, I did play that i did play that on playstation back in the day yeah, I, I enjoyed medieval back in the day that that's medieval something i'll probably pick up when it's it's bargained in for a few quid and mess around with it one day just for that nostalgic feel of when i used to play it on my playstation one um but yeah i know the outer worlds um i mean i've been waiting for this this kind of game for a while, one one of these games, to really take my fancy. There's been a few that have come out, but they just haven't quite caught my interest. But I think The, the Outer Worlds will be the first one kind of since The Witcher 3 maybe to, to really kind of catch me and and Mm. drag me into it and and make me stick that 100 hours into the game and spend three months playing it kind of thing so I'm really excited about this because I I love Obsidian as a developer I mean they obviously they specialize in RPGs but they're they're very flexible when it comes to RPGs you know they've done stuff like South Park to Stick a Truth and um, Fallout New Vegas which obviously be a little bit more akin to what we're expecting from the outer worlds so I'm just really excited to get my uh, open-world RPG kick out of, out of the Outer Worlds and, and have that keep me going until probably until Cyberpunk comes out. Um, what's your take on this
1: one? Yeah, I mean, was it was it this E3 was announced or was it the last one? It was the last one, wasn't it? Originally?
0: Uh, I'll check I think, that now.
1: I think it was the 2018, I mean, last one. Uh, I think it was um unless it was the game uh game of the year awards, um but anyway yeah since then it's it's always been intriguing because obviously for me personally um microsoft buying obsidian <clears throat> um obviously turns up the interest to smidge because it, it's kind of an eye on the future and obviously this is obsidian's last third party game if that's the right way um, uh, to describe it and obviously we did it on Game Pass um, day one, which is very good. Um, And I think looking at the success it had with Gears 5, I think that was like the most played Xbox exclusive in years. And I imagine um, Game Pass is a big part of that. And if Outer Worlds can have, if they can have the similar effect on the outer worlds, fair enough. And and yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I am. I don't think I finished Fallout New Vegas, but it's probably my favorite Fallout game, which is strange to say, but uh, it it just felt like a, a a very unique, um, to, I mean, I've only played three Fallout games, three, that one, but four. Um, but no, New Vegas just felt a bit different and it seemed to have obsidian's, own twist on it which i liked um and if they if they can do that uh, i think we both got a Borderlandsy vibe off it didn't we when we i think we discussed it in the past and if they can kind of have the chaotic madness of that in a controlled rpg element and make it a bit more um story driven that that's interesting for me i think i don't think it's multiplayer which i hope will be a good thing um which means it'll be more properly story driven um so hopefully that that'll be a good thing um but yeah i mean with well we have we'll discuss it in a sec actually but um with other games not coming out i think this game will get um more of a spotlight and I'm, i'm quite looking forward to this actually i mean it's probably fair to say i'll probably look forward to this more than COD. I'll probably play COD more because my mates will annoy me into playing it, but secretly I'll just be sat there scaving and wanting to play this game.
0: Yeah, I mean strangely what I think what I really like about the Outer Worlds is that, you know, the the talk that it's 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 not going to be it, like, it's an open-world RPG, mm. but it's not a massive yeah. open-world RPG. Like, you're not talking Fallout, Skyrim, Witcher 3 especially, mm. size, which is probably a good thing because, you mm. know, I love those kind of games, and when I was younger, I'd love nothing more than get my hand on one of those games because, you know, you couldn't get that many games. And the, the idea of this game could keep you going for months and hundreds, you know, a couple hundred hours play be brilliant, but these days, you know, we've, you know we were already joking before the the show about not having enough time to play all the games coming out um and you know so having this if you know maybe if it's kind of a 50 60 hour experience rather than a twice that kind of thing they usually expect from these kind of games it's probably only going to be a good thing in my eyes if it's kind of a tighter kind of well thought out experience um rather than having you know a lot of vastness that's, that's empty i mean like i the, the most recent game like this i played through was, was probably um assassin's creed odyssey and i loved mm. it but at the same time the world was way too big ah, i got to well. the point where i just got lazy and didn't want to explore anymore yeah or, yeah no red dead was massive as well but i think with red dead was a, a little more these diversity yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. thinking to the world, but um, I think with Odyssey at times there was just a <laughs> lot of empty space almost.
1: That's one of the games I promised to finish and did not because I couldn't be asked. <laughs> so, oh, it's so big! It's it's crazy I, big. I think like my next mission's like in the bottom right corner. I'm just like, I can't be asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't
0: blame you. It yeah. was it was a slog to finish it, to be honest, but I, I still enjoyed it, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that's kind of the direction that the Assassin's Creed is taking. But uh, I wish it was just a little smaller, a little shorter, yeah. like a little, little more tighter. I think yeah. we could find a nice median between the. Fifteen-hour Assassin's Creed games and the the hundred twenty-hour Behemoth, <laughs> you know, a yeah. nice nice 60, 70 hours, mm. maybe even. But um, I, I like the idea of the Outer World as being a bit more thought out and stuff, and I think that's what you kind of expect from Obsidian because I don't think anything happens in an Obsidian world without an intention behind it. We've seen mm-hmm. that with Fallout New Vegas and kind of how it was a it was just the world felt more alive than in fallout 3 although uh, overall i preferred fallout 3 maybe because you know just maybe because it came first i i don't know but um just that that's my own preference um i was a bit obsidian, older
1: when i played fallout new vegas so i probably appreciated it though.
0: <laughs> yeah it's, it's a possibly the, the way the way you're looking at it but uh, i think i think you know what you're going to get with obsidian is what i'm trying to say and i think you know there'll be a lot of intention beside maybe the, I'm guessing maybe 60 hours of cook, could even be longer than Mattress because it's not as long as a, a fallout, but, um, you know, 60, 70, 80 hours somewhere ballpark, you know, that I, I think, you know, that I'm looking forward to, to spending those hours if, in this game.
1: If it's got replayability as well, because seemingly you can pick well, as you mentioned, with any Obsidian games, there's obviously different paths you can take as a character, and I think that seems to be one of the selling points. You can there's different factions and stuff like that, and how you affect the world. So even if even if one playthrough is 30, 40 hours, you've got obviously go do it again. <laughs> um, so it should it should have a lot of um, shelf life. That and as as you mentioned, if you want that to get through to April. I think that's what Cyberpunk comes up. Um, it could possibly do that. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 really looking forward to that. Um, just go back a couple of days for me. I I might get WWE this year after not getting it a few years.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I know you were discussing that recently in in the group. Um, I haven't played a WWE game since God. One of the, I think probably. WWE to, to SmackDown. <laughs> to, no, no, I think it was WWE 2007. Oh God! Uh, I think it was the, the first one on the Xbox 360. Um, I, I think that's the last one I played. It, it literally has been that long. Um, you the I mean, time
1: stopped to be fair? <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. If, like, I I remember picking them up for my nephew for a few years because he got into them, but I never really played them myself. Um, so it's it's been quite a while for me, uh, so I wouldn't even I, I think if I picked up a controller to play one I'd be entirely lost um, oh God, but God. Uh, I, I, it's an interesting kind of strategy that you, you're saying, like because you haven't had one in a while, I, I know a few people who do that with, with FIFA for example, they only get FIFA like every two years they don't get it every year um I, I've always been one to just get thief every year. Yeah. Uh but uh, I suppose like a lot of people that argue that sports games don't change enough day to day uh, year to year, so and a a wrestling game maybe even less so.
1: Yeah, no, it's a fair I think when was the last one I got? It's probably three years since I got one. Maybe two. Two or three years, I reckon. But no, I think with um, 2K getting it, the first few, like I got them just to see what they were like. Um, and it wasn't too different. So I'm hoping, obviously 2K, very um, well reviewed with uh, NBA 2K and stuff like that in terms of actually putting a story in a sports game. So obviously, WWE, it should be easier to do story because the whole thing's a fucking story. <laughs> um, so hopefully that they'll be able to do that. And I think, I think it was Dukes who they split with, who obviously with um, THQ before it went to 2K. I think, I'm not sure if this is the first one or the next one will be the first one, but I think either this one or the next one will be the first completely 2K game on its own. So hopefully uh, um, they they can can properly put their own stamp on it. Um, But I think that's all I have for October, but... Something that got uh, postponed, which was definitely, I think it was October, is Doom Eternal. Uh, it was one of the show stealers for, probably not for us two, but for most people, Doom Eternal was one of the big show stealers from E3. But it's been put back to March, I believe, which not great, seeing as March and April pretty damn stacked for games. <sighs>
0: Yeah, uh, that is true. And you've, you've got like kind of the, around that time, you've got like uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, you've got... Um, Watchdogs. Watch Dogs. Cyberpunk, Watchdogs, and of course, um, a little game called The Last of Us 2. Um, so, okay.
1: I, I mean... How do I keep forgetting about that? <laughs> I, I,
0: I don't know how I got to find the, the time to play because I mean, I would say Final Fantasy VII Remake, The Last of Us 2 and Cyberpunk are all kind of three of the games yeah. i have probably been most <laughs> big, hyped about some big ass games in right the there. past few years <laughs> um and i did like the look of what we seen watchdogs i mean we we were both quite positive on that when we were mm. discussing um e3 so um yeah it's a strange time to launch a game but at the same time this is this is id the 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 granddaddies of the the first person shooter genre you know doom is the the original game in the the genre or at least the the original game and how we know them today um you know it's the first game the first game in terms of the reboot series was immense and it was it was um Lauded as such by people, people loved it. People played it. People are going to play this, I'm sure. So I think it's it's going to find. It, it's one of the few games that probably could launch in this stacked period and and still find an audience because of the goodwill it it, it kind of built up with it with its last release. And um, so I wouldn't be worried for this game, but it, it's still, you know, I, I think had it launched in its original release date, it would probably be one of the major contenders for Game of the Year this year because there's been some good games this year. But as we discussed earlier, there hasn't quite been the Red Dead, Spider-Man, God of War level games. Now, they might still come. You know, you've got you know the the games we talked about, Modern Warfare, The Outer Worlds, and of course you have some other games we're going to talk to in a few moments. But the, it hasn't been as stacked a year as as recent years. So mm-hmm. I think Doom was probably one of my kind of blind favorites to be game of the year. Um, so it, it, it's probably missed out on on the big opportunity there in terms of the plot. It's because it's going to face up against The Last of Us 2 and and uh, Cyberpunk to to name just a couple next year.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's probably not even going to be in the list. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think this year's kind of just short. Next gen's around the corner, <laughs> um, so yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. But uh, no, Doom, it'll have its own cult following, but for people like you and me, it's not going to be on the list, is it? We're around that time. Like, I don't even have well, I do have access to Final Fantasy VII, but I'd probably just wait till they're all out and then commit million hours to it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's. I don't think it's picked a good. Um, a good time to come out there. Um, Anything else from October you are looking at?
0: Yeah, I have a couple of games releasing on October 29th. They're kind of collections of, of older games, but I'm, I'm looking forward to both. The first one is the, what a title this is, Disney Classic Games, Aladdin and the Lion King. <laughs> I'm sure everyone remembers playing Aladdin and the Lion King back on their Sega or and super nintendo it, if that was, was your your,
1: it was tarzan for me what a fucking bastard of a game that was <laughs> Tarzan. Fuck yeah <laughs> i played that too but um yeah no, these two
0: two games i mean i think everyone has those memories of of um kind of disney games in their childhood for some reason now you mentioned tarzan reminds me of the hercules game
1: oh what a game i had that as right. well they, yes. these, are,
0: these are great games but, like, Aladdin and the Lion King, along with some other games, like the the Mickey Mouse games and such, kind of paved the way for for all these kind of classic Disney games. And Aladdin, for me, is still probably, you know, one of the best platformers. The, the Sega version, out there, the Nintendo version was okay, but the Sega version was, like, king. It was, like, one of the best platformers ever. And the Lion King was immense as well. So... Um, th- these are going to be two games that have been dying for for a long time. Strangely, they've been two of my most like kind of ga- requested games to get a re-release. You know, I've wanted them to appear on these Sega collections, but they never do. And obviously, you think it's licensing. And then when Sega announced they were making this classic console and they actually announced two Disney Mickey Mouse games that were on the Sega that were brilliant for it. I actually started to hope and then they filled out the games and then have these two and then out of nowhere, it was like, oh yeah, those two games are getting re-released in the collection. And I was just like, hype. Yes. I just cannot <laughs> wait. I can't wait to sit down and die a million times because I can't play platformers anymore, but I'll do it. Just I'll go through that frustration just for these two games. So, um, They're definitely, that's definitely, on my radar that collection and then the other one is another collection um and it's also technically the first release i believe of yakuza 4 on the ps4 but it's it's coming as part of the yakuza remastered collection which is a great deal anyone like i've always been interested in the yakuza series because i love those kind of games but I haven't quite delved in and I've thought like it's kind of difficult to pick up the entire series because for a while I think like was it Yakuza 2 was only on PS2, but it was like an 80 quid game or something. They got it on PS2. It was very expensive because of the limited release. Um but this is combining I think it's all six in fact seven, I think, Yakuza games all in the collection. You get like Yakuza Zero, the remake of Yakuza 1, the remake of Yakuza 2. You cause a three, you cause a four, you cause a five, and you cause a six, I believe, all on one collection for like, you know, fifty pound Mm. or whatever. But it's like seven games and some of these games like are available on their own on ps4 and they're going to set you back maybe 20 quid a piece or or more so this is a great kind of collection it's a a great deal so i think i'm going to finally kind of take the plunge and and pick it up um so i'm I'm looking forward to finally delving into you because i don't know how many of them even if maybe i'll complete like one one of them but but it will be worth it It, it'll be worth it um but yeah that, that kind of covers october for me i think obviously modern warfare and and the outer worlds are kind of dominating that month or Mm -hmm. at least the rest of this month
1: yeah yeah i think so as well i think so as well so we'll move on to november we won't i don't think there's anything actually confirmed for december um but we'll we'll do november and then we'll finish up um i'm not asked about this game anywhere in the slightest but we do have to talk about it what's death stranding about
0: Well, I'm glad you asked that question, guy. It's, <laughs> it's about walking, it's about babies, it's about rapey shadow monsters, and it's about celebrity cameos. Yeah, you know what else what else do mm-hmm. you need in a video game?
1: It looks like some futuristic bloke who works for Amazon's his 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 mail route's a bit of a twat now. <laughs> and he's got a baby for some reason. I don't know. You have to be some sort of diehard Kojima fan for this to be. Like, it looks beautiful, but what the fuck? (laughs) He he released that gameplay footage, and there was people cheering him, taking a piss. What the fuck? (laughs) I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get what, like, what's the date today? We're what, we're like three weeks away from it? Just about. I'm probably four, yeah, three, four yeah, weeks. Three and a bit, yeah. And this game's just confused. Like, we, I don't know when, what, reviews be about two weeks away. This game two, must be very difficult. Three, two or three, yeah. yeah. Like This game must be so difficult to review. Because <laughs> what can you talk about? <laughs> you have to have a certain level of expectations going into a game. And walking about after a game that's being seemingly being made for about 800 years it, it, I don't get it I don't get it like I think you're you've played a lot more like Metal Gears and all that stuff with me I mean, do, do you trust Kejima that much to make a game that isn't overly meant
0: I, I'm I'm intrigued you know like uh, similarly to yourself what I've seen of Death Stranding so far hasn't really kind of Caught my interest. It hasn't really excited me. It's 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 you know it's it's weird, but it's it's weird on the next level. It's almost like leaving Konami is kind of unlocked Kojima. It's like we were only getting forty percent Kojima with with Metal Gear, and now we're getting a hundred percent Kojima, and it's just off the wall. Um, but I am intrigued to see what he does with those those shackles off and, and away from the, the Metal Gear license um, it's definitely a game I want to play if if nothing out of pure curiosity um, and I will eventually get around to it but I, it's not something I'm going to run out to, to play um, I mean I as you said, I, I would have been a, a big, and I, I suppose I still am, as you know, a, a big Metal Gear fan, but at the same time, I haven't played a Metal Gear game in, in quite a while. I never really got around to four, I left it on the long finger. I, I meant to play five, and I still do, but I, I haven't gotten quite around to it. I played a bit of it, but I haven't really completely delved into it but but i did i finished one, two, three. Three is probably one of my favorite games of all time um peace walker as well so uh, i definitely have a, a kind of in-depth experience with the series and, and with kojima um but i just you know that this game it's i don't know what it is but it, it's just it's not quite grippy and i think what's striking is you know we're in a whatsapp group with of gamers and, and gamers were varying tastes you know we're not all kind of stuck to the same handful of games and not one person in our, our group seems excited about that stranding and you know i don't think you could really say that about any other triple a title i'm sure like if we mentioned the outer worlds at least half the guys are going to be saying how they're looking forward to it and they're going to pick it up and you know there's going to be guys interested in call of duty and people interested in pokemon which will we'll come too soon um but i don't think one correct me if I'm wrong but are any other guys looking forward to to death stranding
1: not that i can think of like i think we just laughed at it every time something news came out haven't we really yeah, it's it's kind of been a running joke, really. And
0: look, I know people are listening going, well, you don't speak for me, you don't speak for all the gamers. I know that, as you, you said, there are these diehard Kojima fans and it's not just like a little sect of them. <laughs> He's got a massive following. Mm. and They're going to go out and buy this game day one and they're going to love it because they love his insanity. And, you know, good for them. I'm glad they're getting this game. I'm glad they you know... Cause at one stage, we didn't know what was going to happen with Kojima, and so I'm glad they're getting more Kojima, and I'm glad they're getting a taste of what he does without Konami. So I'm I'm excited for them, and as I said, I am intrigued by this, but, like, I don't know, it could be a good game, I don't mean, I can't say it's going to be a bad game, it's not even out yet, but I am a person who is often intrigued by bad games. I sometimes buy bad <laughs> games to play them because I hear they're bad. I mean, the I quiet it. man. <laughs> exactly.
1: And I had a great time with that because it was so bad. It's when it you know so something, when you know something's bad. It's like, I can just fucking enjoy this. It's, it's like watching a shit exactly. film, isn't it? Uh, like, it, like I remember, I picked up Duke
0: Nukem Forever because oh, was so what a game! By the the, what a game. the bad reviews, and I played through it all. Um, I didn't think it was quite as bad as people made out, but it was, it was a Duke Nukem great. game, <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, like, and I recently even picked up Aliens Colonial Marines on the Xbox 360 oh. because I never got around to playing that at the time, and I have seen it for a fiver on a site, and I was like, why not pick it up? play it for bits see why it's so bad so uh, you know again i don't know if that running is going to be a game like that i'm sure it won't be anywhere near in the league of those games so but i'm just making, i mean curiosity and, and intrigue can can kind of inspire you you want them to play something as well as their general interest and um, so i mean all in all, obviously, I'm going to reserve judgment in the game, but it's not one I'm going to be rushing out to get day one, but I'm definitely intrigued, as I said, to play it somewhere down the line.
1: And I will be interested for your take on that because I'm not going to touch it with a fucking barge pole. <laughs> uh, There's a Need for Speed game coming out, apparently. Uh, I had no idea. Um, which one do you want to talk about first, Star Wars or Pokemon? Let's go with Star Wars. Hmm. I, I'm quite looking forward to this one because I like Respawn and EA need a hit because Anthem was shit and I paid for that. Um, there's a Need for Speed game, as I said, I didn't know it was coming out, so they've probably obviously put all their eggs in the Star Wars basket. Um, obviously, the loot box uh, scandal still, right, from the previous Star Wars game, still looming over. This needs to be a hit, and what they've shown, but got a caveat. This EA have a history of showing us fake shit to make stuff look good. I.e. Anthem. So this is hopefully a changing of the guard for EA because this needs to be good, and I like respawn too much for it to be shit.
0: Yeah, no, you're you you you're right there. I mean, the, this kind of has to be good. Even just thinking about the, the Star Wars license, EA haven't mm. really hit the ground running with it. You know, the, the Battlefront games haven't quite worked out. Um, you know, the, the last one obviously even tried to do a campaign, but it ended up being like a, a five-hour mess. It's another thing I've been <laughs> meaning to play um, in terms of bad <laughs> games. But... Um, you know, it's it's if anyone's going to do it right, it's going to be respawn. I mean, as you said, that you you're you're kind of kind of fan of theirs. You're kind of a big um, fan of of uh, Titanfall, mm-hmm. and, and go as far as suggesting it's the best Xbox One exclusive. Oh, god, I, yeah. Um, and, and you wouldn't be the only one who, who thinks that. So, um, I mean, they're consistent. You know, respawn Titanfall One was was a solid game titanfall 2 was a solid game excellent I mean, a Love lot of campaign a lot of two. a lot of people say titanfall 2 is one of the best first person shooter campaigns in a long time Um and then apex legends as you know we were talking about it earlier is a really solid shooter so i mean now okay all these games have something in common they're all first person shooters Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is not a first person shooter so it's kind of a departure for them there but at the same time they're real and a really experienced studio you know not not just as respawn but obviously a lot of them came from infinity ward in the first place so you know they, they, they've been around the block they, they know games and, and they know what works so i've got a lot of confidence in them and i like what i've seen from fallen order you know the the, the gameplay we've seen around e3 and um, you know there was an extended gameplay like it, it looks really cool in, in terms of getting to play as a Jedi and flip about the place and do all these different force moves and what else do you want in a Star Wars game? And the fact it looks quite open, open ended where you can kind of travel back and forth between planets. And I think there's, um, they've said there's a uh, Metroidvania kind of features where like mm. there might be a place you can't reach when you first go to the planet, but then you go to a later planet and get a new force power, and then you go back to that planet and you can get up there and you might get like kind of upgrades and materials and whatever else and find some cool stuff. So uh, I like I very much like what I've heard. So I'm, I'm very excited about this game and I'm him and on about picking it up day one. I think if it wasn't launching beside the next game that's we're gonna best discuss thing. that's you the know, thing there, isn't it? <laughs> I definitely would pick it up day one. So I don't know whether I might wait a few weeks, maybe even get it for christmas or something i don't know mm. but um it's definitely you know i i think i i'm, I'm com- strangely confident i know i shouldn't be confident in an I'll, I'll game and a, a star wars game in particular given the, the the recent history but i just you know i have i have full faith in, in respawn just mm. as, as as i think you clearly do
1: yeah and the thing is if this is a success i don't know how this works but if if this is a hit, and obviously as you mentioned, they've very experienced with first person, but if this is the success of their third first person um go at things, and it is a success, there's a lot of EA um IP that is not getting used well at the minute, i. e. Mass Effect. Like I don't know how much of a stranglehold Bioware want on that, but we obviously know they're working on Dragon Age. If respawn needs something to do after Star Wars, if you see where I'm going. Maybe that's not how it works, but if if this is a success, I imagine it opens more doors and a various a, a a different variable amount of games respawn can actually work on.
0: Yeah, I mean you could be right. I mean one series, obviously, we know people are 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 kind of big fans of and would like to see make a return. Uh, would be dead space. Ooh. I mean, could we possibly see respawn That's take it a go at uh, a dead space? You know, you you can't really rule it out because it seems like respawn want to be kind of creative and, and kind of flex their, Army their of muscles two. and and trying to. <laughs> you never know. Yes. Um. But yeah, no. I, I think I don't think you can you can quite um kind of rule out. A, you know, any possibility for Respawn if this game is a hit. And I think you you could also wonder if um, we could possibly see, or if we will likely see a follow-up to this game, like a sequel, Mm. if if it is a hit, because we know EA likes a sequel. So um, it'll be interesting to see kind of what this opens up in terms of, um, in, in terms of, kind of the future of Respawn and and indeed the EA stable as a whole. I know for a long time um, Bioware have been quite interested in doing a new KOTOR game but EA turned them down but maybe they could change their mind on that um, if if this game is a hit which for me personally would be very exciting.
1: I mean, the whole point of getting a Star Wars license is to do Knights of the Old Republic. Stop turning people down. I know, by the way, it's not the same anymore. But just, just saw it, you bastards. Um, but yeah, it'd be. It, I think we've talked on the the license quite a lot, especially with how Marvel, have seemingly not done. Um, or Disney haven't made the same mistakes with Marvel. Um, but yeah. Anyway, we'll move on from Star Wars. We're, we're optimistic, but we are aware it's here. <laughs> um. Unless there's anything else in, do you want? Is there anything else in November before we talk about the big one? Um,
0: there's one game after the big one, um, but I'll just briefly mention it. Um, that's on my radar, but I'm I'm almost reluctant to talk about it because something tells me it'll probably be delayed again (laughs) and be delayed till 2020. Uh, Which is the long, 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 long awaited Shenmue 3, which is supposed to launch on November 19th. But as I said, I just don't have faith in this game coming out in this calendar year. But if it does come out, um, you know, I'll I'll be interested to see what, what finally comes about as a result of this game. um you know the the people who've been literally dying for this game since they played the first two back on the Dreamcast yeah the, the actual oh Dreamcast the Sega Dreamcast so you know that this one's been long 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 in the toot um so it, it will be interesting to see i mean it definitely it's ambitious as you would expect from a, a Shenmue game and i mean it was a trend setter for 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 a lot of things, it it kind of inspired a lot of game features and, and a lot of series that have come since it, and it's been such a, a long wait. So um, I, I think there'll be high expectations on this one. Maybe high expectations that I can't possibly hope to ever live up to. Um, but nonetheless, it's obviously going to try. And and I do hope I'm wrong and that it does come out on November nineteenth, and and people finally get the game they've been waiting literally well over a day. Well. In fact, two decades, nearly two decades, yeah, <laughs> pretty mm. sure, <laughs> like twenty years, so um hopefully, hopefully, it finally comes out and, and I hope it is good at the end of the day because you know you don't want people to be yeah it's it's nothing worse when these games take forever to come out and then they flop and are quickly forgotten about, so hope hopefully it's a hit, and I- I'm gonna give it a try at some point,
1: lot fair dues, fair dues um. We're nearly up to an hour and a half, but we do have to talk about Pokemon. Of course, it's fucking Pokemon. Um, we got a little taster with uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. But is this, is this what we've been really waiting for? Like, I, the, whole point, I, the whole point I've got a Switch is this fucking game, let's be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I know a lot of people have picked up their Switches. Literally for this, and a friend of mine only got his reason. He bought it off a work colleague. Um, and it's literally sat in the case that he got it in. He still hasn't played it. And he's just literally like, yeah, I'm waiting the Pokemon comes out and then I'll just get Pokemon and play Pokemon. You know, it's, it's, it, it literally is. It's, it's the system seller to, 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 to end all system sellers, sellers really. Um, I mean, I, I get Pokemon every year and I'll usually kind of jump into them, play maybe a few hours, but then, you know, just get, it's not, I don't lose interest. I just kind of get sidetracked and I I haven't finished one for a long time, but something tells me this one is going to be the one that I'm going to get like full kind of 110% into and kind of, and hours upon hours in and kind of catch everything and win everything. And, You know, as you do with Pokemon, as you would have done all those years ago when you were a kid. Um, I mean, I know, you know, as you said, is this what we've been waiting for? And I know like some people when kind of it was first announced were disappointed and were thinking it wasn't quite the kind of full on next gen Pokemon they were expecting. Personally, that doesn't bother me. I I wasn't. I didn't really have those expectations. I think Pokemon is what it is, you know, just kind of give me more stuff to do. Um, maybe make a little bit more open ended. Um, and I I think that's what they've done here. That that's that's Mm. the impression I'm getting from this. And you know, it's for me, it's. It ticks all the boxes for what I mm-hmm. wanted from a new Pokemon game, and I, I, I couldn't be more excited if I'm honest. I mean, it's it's literally a month from tomorrow. I mean, we'll literally have this game in our hands in like a month, and that's crazy.
1: <sighs> now, it's going to last forever? That fucking month. God damn it! Oh, I mean, yeah, it, it's. I have no idea which one I'm going to buy. Um. We still don't know the proper difference, other than the two big ass dogs that are different, in it. Um, but yeah, th- th- this is the whole reason I've got a switch. Like, I, I enjoyed Pokemon. I, f- I had EV. Uh, I enjoyed it, but it felt like uh, it felt like a hors d'oeuvre. It felt like a, a mini starter. Whereas now, this this for me is going to be the main course. Like they they could just release a game that. They call it Sword and Shield, but if it was just Pokemon Red, I'd fucking still go buy it. <laughs> That's how much I've been waiting for a proper Pokemon game. Um And yeah, th- th- God, this- I'm looking forward to this game so much. And the only bad thing is it's on the same day as fucking Star Wars. <laughs> so I- I'm going to have to multitask somehow with handheld Switch and Star Wars on the, on the TV. It's going to be interesting, but I could probably get Star Wars at like midnight and try and complete it in the time it get till a Switch gets delivered. <laughs> <laughs> I'll deal. We'll deal. I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it. But it's uh, it's not ideal. Um, but yeah, uh, that is that's all the games. I mean, obviously Black Friday is in November as well, so there'll be a few games I'm picking up on that nba and wwe to name two but uh yeah we'll talk about black friday once we get there i imagine because there will be deals on um but carl anything else you want to bring up before we go like we we just brushed over just dance what the fuck are we
0: <laughs> oh yeah no that that'll be that'll be a day one purchase for 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 the switch you know um, no, I mean, I think I think we've kind of, as we said, it's not the most stacked fall when you compare um, to to kind of previous years. I mean, of course, there are other games coming out. You know, we clearly, I mean, everyone knows that without without um, without us having to say that. But um, you know, I don't think there's a. It's it's not quite compared to, to kind of the last. Mm-hmm. Couple of years, which which were re- especially last fall, which was just crazy. It was literally like a massive game launching every week. Um, but I, I kind of think it's nice when this happens, especially when you have a game like Pokemon and, and indeed the Outer Worlds, kind of these more in depth games, cause you can really dive into them and and give them kind of the the time they deserve. Um, I mean, one thing obviously launching in the fall is, is Stadia. I'm sure we'll we'll kind of be giving that some some coverage uh, <laughs> on the pod, and be interested to see how it how it how it goes. Really, <laughs> that's the the main thing. But I mean that that's that that's a, a topic probably for for later in the year. But every um, game uh,
1: touched by Stadia is cursed. They ha- they were showing Doom, Breakpoint, and Destiny. I like, Destiny not cursed, but the other two were cursed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry, I interrupted you. there,
0: making a shit joke. No, 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 no. no, no. Um, I was that, that was pretty much the, the point I was making. It was just that it's it's kind of I like kind of when you have these these quieter, quieter mm-hmm. kind of fall periods, kind of where you can just focus on a few games, maybe play a bit of your backlog that that kind of thing
1: you actually have money for christmas <laughs> yeah that too uh dear but yeah uh, it's, it's uh yeah it, it's definitely a quieter fall um uh, i think there's a few games that i haven't got dates but there's not really anything i mean ancestors of the Kind. odyssey if you want to play as a monkey that game's coming out some point this year apparently um but yeah, that's the only one that doesn't really have a date. Something I battle towards probably be twenty twenty. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll finish up there then. Uh, just above one hour and a half, an hour and a half. But we haven't been here in a while. Um, fuck it, making the promise we'll do Witcher next time. Um, of course, ten out of ten. Um, but yeah, thank you Carl and thank you everyone for listening. Goodbye.